Hello, I'm Cameron Penamone. And I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this is Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat. We are recording. Okay, let's take that shot. Let's take that shot. <laughs> let's take the shot at Cheek. the top of the episode. I think it's more than a shot. Just you're, you're just getting back at me for yeah. what I did. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. Oh god, my lips are burning. <laughs> my throat. I'm going to talk like this from now on. So we just took a shot of that wonderful bourbon, uh, the Four Roses, yeah. from the last two episodes. You probably heard us uh, talking mm. about that. Yes. It's been, I still have a little bit left, so oh. <laughs> it's... Your face is all red. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh yeah, my god, like, I'm such a you baby. You look all flushed. <laughs> I can't do, I can't do anything. <laughs> um, it's got a good aftertaste. I like kind of don't want to chase it, but I kind of really do. <laughs> it starts it off a good aftertaste, burning, and then it has like a sweet aftertaste. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna drink a little bit. <laughs> For this episode, we are enjoying a lime arita, uh, apparently by Bud Light. Yeah, uh, I think this means John Oliver will never be our friends. I think this might be the drink. I'm not entirely sure. That he, like, made fun of on the show and says is, like, piss. <laughs> but but we added lots and lots of sea salt. Yes, we did. And made it taste really good. And it, we can pretend it tastes like an actual margarita. It's That's, not too far. No, it's actually, I'm okay with it. That's why I was really nervous about it. I was like, oh, no. Because I went and bought them. And I was like, Kim, I got one for you and me. Like, your own ridiculous it's a tall 25, 25-ounce can. Mm-hmm. But I like it with the salt. Mm-hmm. See, the salt makes it. Yeah. Anywho. So now the actual topic of the episode. Yes. I just wanted, we are so bad. Well, I am bad about discussing what we're drinking. Cam remembers. Mm-hmm. Cam's pretty good at remembering. I remember so I, in the first one we record and then the second one, it all goes downhill. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Bud Light Limerita and uh, Four Roses Pardon. Bourbon. Yeah get the party started. Uh, anywho, um, today we're going to be talking about various art trends in the art world currently happening. Um, and again, we're going to try and keep this as like streamlined as possible. Um, so we wanted to start off by defining what we mean by when we say art trends and like what this episode is and what it is not going to be. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, no, you you talk a little bit about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, we when we say like art trends, we're not talking so much about movements in art, mm-hmm. um, current movements or anything like that. They might come. That will probably come up a little bit, but we're more talking about the DIY. I guess that's its own movement, maybe. 
like do-it-yourself art revolution. <laughs> um, I guess we're talking about what we noticed that. So we work somewhere where we see art trends happen very frequently. Like right. we saw the coloring book trend, the Zentangle slash doodling trend, because that's really what Zentangle is. It's just doodling. Sure. Um, With like a little bit of structure yes, to it. Because you have to like do it on a square tile or some yeah. weird thing Gives like you that. boundaries. Um, like we're talking about art trends that you see in like illustrative art, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, sure, but also on the craftier side of yes, things, that think, too, because that's what you had mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, and to kind of divide it up, we want to talk about those ones, and then we'll go into more like I suppose you could say artsier, ex more expressiony kind of <laughs> things. Um, yeah, not art movements. Um, right. Even though technically, I guess you could think of art movements, and maybe this is just a theory. I don't know if this is like actual fact. Art movements could possibly be the art trends that happened in the past. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but so, like the so essentially, the kinds of things that we wanted to start talking about is how we've noticed just on a very general level, like stuff like cacti and succulents being all over <laughs> shit <laughs> um definitely i'm just gonna go through the list that we kind of generated mm -hmm. and then we can just jump in cacti and succulents mermaids and unicorns in general kind of interest in text and typography holographic and iridescent stuff and, yeah even the use of me metallic mm -hmm. and stuff too i should I oh slapped on the table <laughs> <laughs> you're fine i should say i said the list that we generated this is actually stephanie generated this list i didn't do anything i wrote it down <laughs> <laughs> now i'm just saying it with my mouth words well i mean so, you would have i'm a piece of shit <laughs> you would have agreed to this mm -hmm. like if we were sitting down talking like not only would i have but i did <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, I'm almost gonna choke. Don't choke. Oh my god. I'm good. Stephanie's choking corner! Oh no! All the corners! Here, here it goes. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Um, yeah, so those kind of art trends, which if you are within the art community, you've probably seen it. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not, I feel like this is the stuff that's leaking into the mainstream. Yes. No, um, that's true. You know what I mean? And it's like ending up on everything and it's cool. I mean, it's just, it's something that we're noticing, picking up more steam versus like, and it's so funny, like their lifespan. I think you'd have to be kind of in marketing or maybe economics or something to be able to really comment on this. But uh, the fact that like, I think like a year ago at this time, maybe it was a year mm -hmm. or two years or whatever. Comic books were huge everywhere you looked. Or not yeah. comic books, I'm sorry, oh, coloring wait. books. Wait, what? Coloring books. Coloring sorry. books. I, it's like, oh, oh, that's more like maybe a while ago. Four years. Oh, Four years. Blur. I don't know anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when it happened, it was huge. Yeah. Every day people were looking for new coloring books and there were artists putting out coloring books and making bank. Yeah, off of it. no, I totally, I totally lost out on that because I was like, I should make a coloring book. People yeah. would buy it, and then I, I was did like, too. Meh. <laughs> I, I I remember having this idea that was very because I was like annoyed with how many people wanted it, um, and that was in the beginning. I get it now. I like understand 
we had touched on this previously. Mm -hmm. That is for meditative purposes and so forth. But um, I wanted to do something where it was like just a book full of color and you add the lines. Oh, that would be cool. And I wanted to call it a lining book. I never did it though, so. You should. You should (laughs) still do that. I'm pretty sure people would be into that. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Anywho. Yeah, color and books were definitely a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We understand it now for mental health, but I remember like Cam said something about how when it was starting to get big, they um, were worried that people would just be like, this is my art. Right. (laughs) That was the main thing that I was worried. Like, I feel like that was an issue with some people because we see a lot of the rise of these like uh sip and paint classes um happening and those are great too just to get people broken into the like medium that's fine but i personally had an experience (laughs) i'm not gonna go into too much detail where i kind of helped run one of those things it wasn't with alcohol it was just more just like come sit down and paint where it was a very specific thing that I wanted the class or the people who participated to paint and didn't really I mean some people did it some people didn't it was very loose it wasn't like it was kind of people came and went as they pleased so it was a little hard to really structure that and then I had somebody at the very end um, take my example that I wanted them to paint and be like hey take a picture of me with this and I'll tell my family that I painted it (laughs) and I was like okay (laughs) I guess you can do that. So that was my big fear of like, that. this is the kind of people this trend is drawing in. And I was like, oh no, now they think art is easy. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) But it's not easy. No. And that that was my, you know, my concern. And I think a lot of people in our community shared that concern a little bit in the beginning, especially, but it fizzled out pretty fast, I feel like. Yeah. There's like not a lot coloring books left to find in in brick and mortar stores you have to go on amazon now although i will say i feel like i've been noticing more people like it's coming back back. yeah i think it is gonna make a resurgence i thought after that that it was gonna be paint by numbers or like connect the dots but that didn't really none of that i mean it kind of it like would you consider those trends that we just weren't aware of possibly but i mean it just I don't know, because I just feel like it didn't explode in the way that coloring books did. Adult coloring books, we should probably say that. Um, We hadn't said that once. Um, Adult coloring books, and not coloring books with vaginas and penises and naked people. Well, some of them, I think, were like that. (laughs) But you couldn't find those in the stores, necessarily. There were some, like, subversive ones that were kind of funny and whatever, but for the most part, people really wanted the, like, intricate, like, detailed coloring Mm -hmm. books. Yes. Which speaks a lot to meditation. Yes. And Zentangle and stuff, mm-hmm. the so, precursor to it all. Yeah, before color and books, there was Zentangle, which is essentially doodling. Mm-hmm. You're just, um, I think it maybe is like a four by four or six by six tile, and you just doodle. Yeah. And that's what Zentangle is. Mm-hmm. Which I think there's a little bit more, you don't have to relinquish as much control in that one, so I don't think that one took off as much interestingly because with the coloring books you have the image for you you just choose the colors and that 
reduces the amount of choices you have to make. Yeah, I think coloring books was easier because you just were choosing colors right. and filling in lines. It could still it. look like garbage, though. It, yes, so, it could. <laughs> people, if, but but some that's generally not the point of coloring books. It's not like necessarily to make it look beautiful. But I think that was a good introduction into like, hey, art is about making choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for some people, I think that latched on and... The sad thing is there's probably also a group who, like, tried to do coloring books and then said, no, this looks like garbage and it was fine, and then just, like, gave up on art. So there's always, like, a downside, I think, potentially, because I feel like that happens with anything that people try to do. Before I was really pushed into the art world, paint by numbers possibly could have been a trend, um... I think it was, like, back in the day, like, a long time back ago. Because <laughs> I remember growing up with, like, a, I think it was, like, a paint by numbers, the Last Supper picture. What? <laughs> like, it was, like, just in my basement for a really long time, half finished, that, like, my grandpa started or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, since we're talking about paint by numbers, um, I don't know what they're called, but you could get them at Michael's, I think, in any, like, really craft store. Um, Let me readjust my headphones. You're going to hear that a little bit. (laughs) Um, That, uh, what is it, like, the cross-stitching where, you you know, they give Mm -hmm. you the tool and, like, you know, they have, like, numbers where you're supposed to put the, like, colored yarn. Yeah, it's, like, cross-stitch by numbers. Yeah, something like that. I remember that being super big when I was growing up because my mom was into it. Okay. I I don't know if I've... If I really know that much about it. I feel like, well, embroidery is coming back pretty Yeah, it seems heavily. to be. Um, I mean, not that it ever went anywhere, but I feel like more people are doing it. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so that feels, all that stuff feels like more very essentially kind of creative, do-it-yourself-ness, you know, crafty stuff. Um, and now we're starting to see artists putting out products with these things on them so the specific like the cacti and the and the mermaids and stuff like that that's just like everywhere yeah unicorns um you can't even go on instagram without like seeing at least one of those (laughs) well not not so much unicorns because at this point unicorns that trend has kind of faded with like the fucking unicorn frappuccino and like yeah even starbucks jumped on that yeah Mm -hmm. um See, art influences the world, people. Ba-ba-ow. <laughs> Ba-ba-ow. That's the art influences the world sound. Um, um. <laughs> but yeah, you can't go on Instagram without seeing like mermaids or cacti slash succulents. You, like, at least when I go on Instagram and I go on like suggested pages, there's at least three posts that are like very similar to each other. Right. And it's interesting because I feel like now what we're seeing like as opposed to people going out and doing something that is even somewhat like they have a put like input where you know zentangle they're making the lines coloring books they're coloring it now it's like i think the closest thing to it is the typography stuff because you're seeing a lot of um hand uh lettering happening and people are always now looking for you know brushes that artists are using um and pens and stuff to do really interesting typography by hand uh but there's also just kind of a draw to the the mermaids and the fantasy stuff and the cactus stuff um just being on things i don't think as many people are doing like 
Like, if they came out with a coloring book that was all mermaids or something, that could, like, bridge the gap, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, it's more just, like, this is what we're seeing artists doing to, like, m- profit off of it a little bit. Yeah. Because they know this is what people want. And I don't... I don't blame them for doing no. that. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, do it. Um, yeah. Do the uh, things that make you money. Yeah, there's no shame in that. Okay, so we kind of discussed about past art trends. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like, some of them were kind of past, and some of them were... I mean, is there any other art trends you could think of that happened in the past other than art movements? Um... It is okay if you said no, because I feel like we already touched on it a little bit. Like, cause you're, you're talking about past, like, how far, like... Just as far as life. You've... I don't know. As far as you've noticed. And... I feel I feel like a lot of it has always been more like just color. <laughs> that At least that I'm thinking of like certain things are a certain like they're like rainbowy things or I don't know. I'm also just not super sober anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is it hitting you? I feel like it. I feel it a little bit. I'm um. It's kind of dangerous because it doesn't taste like alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit, I would say I'm like two and a half percent in of my eight and a half percent <laughs> proof alcohol. Wait, let me feel your can. You're probably... Oh my god. Feel mine. Oh, you're almost done. <laughs> so basically what I was trying to say was we we kind of just discussed um, what trends we've noticed happened in the past, mm-hmm. like the recent past. I'm not talking about like 10 years ago. I'm talking about like maybe five years ago. And we're talking about current trends that we're noticing that have sure. evolved from the trends that just happened. So I guess we cover that. Yeah. I would say. Oh yeah. Do I you think, think so. we cover that or are we too drunk? Mm. Let us know. <laughs> oh, you're talking to them. <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Stephanie. Dang no. it. Um no, of course. So um I guess I could skip the question of what current trends are happening now unless you feel like there's did something we, miss we something? haven't did we miss Ooh. something guys? Did we? Um Maybe our regions are different. Who knows? This is, again, we're from Chicago, so this is what's happening. This is what we're noticing in the Chicagoland area, and I do realize, like, if you're in L.A. or, like, the northern part of Michigan or New York, maybe it is slightly different. I don't know. You let us know. Email us at drunkartchatpod at gmail.com. DM us on our Instagram or our Twitter. Yes. Yes. Do those things do those things so um well i mean there's um so if we're gonna talk about technical stuff paint mm-hmm. porn yes is kind of a thing that i've noticed that is becoming trendy yes at least in chicago mm-hmm. i don't know yeah and this is this, so this is the kind of stuff that i feel like we can start to relate to movements like paint pouring feels very abstract to me yes. obviously you have no control over it but you obviously can control the types of mediums you put it in, you put in, and um, ratios and blah, blah, blah. Colors, obviously. It's interesting because it allows you to do something with so many colors, mm-hmm. generally acrylic, um, and it doesn't get muddy because the medium is helping uh, that. <laughs> Technical terms. Have you done paint porn? Mm-mm. At no, all? Okay. I've never tried it. But Cause... I've seen it done. I know some of them you you, I know some brands need a medium where some 
some don't. Oh, really? Like, I thought the golden eye flow, that. you could just use it straight. Wait, say that again? The Sorry. No, I just didn't hear you. The golden high flow acrylics, I think you could use straight. Really? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel guys. like they would get muddy if you use like a billion colors. I'm not sure. It looked like, from what I've seen in demonstrations, it looks like when people, yeah, are just doing it straight. But mm. I could, guys, I could be wrong. <laughs> you might need a medium. I'm not the professional here. Ooh, Don't listen like to psychic. me. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah you probably do need a medium and i'm just <laughs> i'm just <Sorry>. missing <laughs> um but paint porn if you guys don't know what it is we should probably de- describe yeah. the technique which cam would you like to do that please <laughs> okay the person who never did it before oh shit have you done it <laughs> i've watched it yeah i've watched i think it's i mean it's not it's very straightforward you're literally just pouring paint onto a surface and it creates different uh shapes and effects you can use i think different mediums different types of paint a little bit not too many different types and it's primarily acrylic but i think you can do the enamel paints yeah i think the enamel the pbo would react the same way the pbo so that's something that's been around though interestingly it just hasn't really like you've been able to do this forever but Stop just, right there. Okay. We should let them know what PBO <laughs> product it is instead of like saying PBO right, the brand. You're very good about this. Um, what is the <laughs> so? What is the line of PBO you dug the hole, Stephanie? Oh, you're gonna have to shit. Get yourself oh, out. Shit. I'm, I'm getting myself out of it. Look, well, Google, Google to the rescue. I think PBO is a type of paint in the most basic terms. It's just paint. But it's, it's, an, it's like an oil-based paint. It is a brand. Oh, yes. I thought it, it was is a just brand, enamel paint. But they make paint. <laughs> <laughs> so before you get even more confusing <laughs> to you guys, PBO is a mixed media um, brand, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense to you. Um, mixed media just means that you're using different types of mediums. So let me go on Mediums the, are different types <laughs> of mediums. Let me go on the PBO. I don't know. Do a Google, people. Come on. <laughs> Oh Stephanie, my god. You're being too kind. I'm being too- <laughs> um so the PBO so PBO is a brand that makes a bunch of different paints and the paint that we are talking about um it's almost like the Kit Kat song. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Good God, boy. <laughs> oh my God, that was beautiful. Um, the line of PBO we're talking about is the Vitria and the Fantasy Prism, Prism and the Fantasy Moon line. Um, it's basically, I don't know if it's enamel paint for sure. I'm sorry I did not do that much research, but it works like enamel paint. So you can pour it onto a surface. You don't want to have your... Mm-hmm wood panel or canvas on an angle you want to lay it flat Mm -hmm. and pour the medium on the surface and then it does the pour painting effect right which that has been around for a while before pour painting um has gotten kind of popular that's what i was trying to yeah that's what i mean and i feel it's kind of funny because it feels like even though pbo has created this whole line of paints for people to do this specific thing acrylics jumped onto it different acrylic brands essentially and they're like, just add this medium. And you get the same effect. And I think it's just more yeah. accessible to people. because Maybe think, they already own acry- acrylics. 
Who did? What do you? What? Oh, like oh, people, oh, you mean like, like people so owns acrylics? Instead of yeah. like buying yep. the whole PBO line, they're like, oh, I have these acrylics at home. I just, I just need this. to add this medium. I don't mm-hmm. have to pay one hundred dollars versus like how much, however much the medium right. costs. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. We had also uh, Geom- geometric shading is a thing that I've noticed that has kind of like not main as mainstream as like paint pouring, but mm-hmm. I've noticed like at least in tattooing and some illustration, that has become a thing. And that, what does that mean? What is geometric shading when you say Um, that? Oh, man. (laughs) So, like, instead of, like, actually shading, um, and I guess I should say geometric shapes, um, with, like, dot shading. Oh, okay. I was actually picturing something different. Oh, what were you picturing? Do you want to show me? Do you want to show me? Um, (laughs) no. (laughs) I'll tell you. (laughs) We're done. We're done. (laughs) My hands feel light. Um, I don't know. That's weird. I'm drunk. Um, I'm not drunk. I'm just buzzed. Anyway, uh, no, I was picturing, like, when you said geometric shading, literally blocks of color that are in, not blocks necessarily, but just different geometric shapes to give it that almost like a picture of something that's 4d or something you know what i mean oh i see that i mean that i see that a lot i see that a lot too but i guess but i think you're talking about something different yeah i guess if you look at recent like tat i shouldn't say recent like if you look at certain tattoo artists that specialize in black work you'll notice that like geometric shapes and then like dot shading is like a thing that has recently mm-hmm. become popular um so dot shading when you say that it's essentially like shading based on the density the amount yes. of dots yes like a benday thing mm-hmm. like you would see that in screen printing sometimes yes. right okay so it's that kind of shading okay but i've noticed like so not only is it kind of like trendy and tattooing right now as someone who has tattoos it's mm-hmm. also trendy i've noticed it's kind of leaked into illustration work i see yeah, yeah yeah i am noticing that actually um now that you say that i i guess i that's so funny that i totally was thinking you were talking about something totally different sorry but, but i guess no, no, i no, phrased fine. it funny no not at all i just think i just i just didn't realize that was what you meant um but yeah i think that that is absolutely something that is taking off in a lot of ways um I mean, I feel like it was bigger maybe like two years ago, two years to a year ago, but I mean, it's still quite popular. Yeah. And the funny thing about these that we're naming now is that, is that, is that, is that I'm from Texas, Um, (laughs) is that, um, these feel much less accessible, except for the paint pouring. I think that's the most accessible to people, but to do, yeah, to do, um, versus the other ones that we mentioned, this is more of stuff that I feel like we're seeing coming out of the art world and potentially slightly more established artists or people who identify as artists. This is what you're starting to see a little bit more of, essentially. Mm-hmm. More linked to what could potentially fit into an official art movement or something. Because um, in that also, you've also uh, mentioned like pixel art is i'm assuming is that what what you meant you said glitch effect yeah so not only is pixel art like oh my god i grew up playing final fantasy (laughs) 6 i grew up background of stephanie being a nerd i grew up playing video games and like you know games weren't what they are today you know you were looking at a 8-bit little 
guy on the screen or a mm-hmm. 16-bit. So I feel like there is a resurgence of pixel art, but there's also, with that, art that's, like, hyper-realistic has, like, parts of it that has, like, and I say this with air quotes, a glitch effect or, like, a pixelated effect. So, Mm -hmm. like, part of the artwork will be super, like, realistic or cartoony and then it, like, fades off into, like, a glitch slash pixel Mm -hmm. effect. I know know exactly what you, yeah, a few pieces come to mind that you're saying now that you're describing it. Yep. Um, And I feel like that sort of plays off of even the geo-shading a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, when you said that, when you talked about visio- video games, what I was thinking of when you said geo-shading, imagine a PlayStation 1 game. The <laughs> polygons, literally. Oh my like, god, that's Final what Fantasy 7, guys. <laughs> I was thinking of, like, uh, like, Laura, like Tomb Raider, you know, oh, like, Laura Croft. Tits yes, exactly. Like, I was like, oh yes, that's a oh, thing. No. <laughs> or that was a thing. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of, like, I-, I wouldn't say it's, like, the same level of, like, illustrations um featuring crystals crystals even that's oh, a crystals thing. are happening um mm-hmm. i would i wouldn't say the glitch slash pixel effect is on the same level as like crystal mm-hmm. slash cactus slash succulent theme but it, yeah. i think it's out there yeah and you know what i think maybe leading up to this episode we'll try and post a few photos of what we're talking about mm-hmm. and letting you know this is like these are the images um but yeah, this is this is there's a bunch of stuff. You had also I don't know, did you have any other thoughts on, well, on those? I guess things? going back on like guys, like not that we want to start a YouTube channel, but would it <laughs> be better would it be better for mm-hmm. us to feature some of the artwork? Like it could be kinda like a PowerPoint of like something, just something where, yeah. you know, when we talk about stuff we could put like a image to, you know, help you guys like see what we see. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we can move on to the next thing. That's just a thought, because I've talked to Cam about, like, maybe we should start YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Hands are there. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I feel like that would be a lot of work. Yes, that would be a lot of work. <laughs> Camera is so... a different beast than recording. Yes, it is. Camera going, I have a DSLR that doesn't what, zoom what? in. <laughs> it's silly. Anyway, um, but no, hey, maybe if we get a little bit of cash moolah, then we could totally do it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Um, I'm skipping one, but I'll come back to it. Okay. Um, so the next one I want to talk about, because you, I'm just essentially, guys, I'm going off Stephanie's list that we were kind of just trying to talk about, essentially. Um, so then you wrote use of negative space in art. Um, I'm curious what you mean by that a little bit. Like, so once again, going back to tattooing, yes. sorry. No, it's great. Um, I've noticed, like, some tattoo artists really rely on use of negative space when they're tattooing to complete the tattoo. Would that mean, like, at least in terms of tattooing, like, skin? Your skin? Mm -hmm. Your skin. So, like, they won't tattoo a certain area. Like, so, I can't believe I'm even referencing this person who I've only, like, met once in my (laughs) life. Someone that I, like, dated for one day. (laughs) One day. I've noticed this. I noticed his heavy. Tat- hot and heavy. <laughs> I noticed his tattoos, and it was like his arm was all colored in, but then there was use of negative space to create stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam, just go ahead and pour Sorry. that salt. Pour I'm that pour- salt in that fake margarita. I feel like you can hear it. It's okay if they can hear it. Just, I'm, just we're literally it just pouring salt in <laughs> into the drink. 
Well, maybe you should pour some salt into my drink a little bit. It it makes it bearable. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I could eat salt by itself. I think Cam and I both agree that this uh, limerita wasn't was kind of interesting. It's not great by itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally the first thing we said is that, hmm, this tastes interesting. And then Stephanie's like, do you have salt? <laughs> Let's just put some salt in that shit. And we took it with us. But anyway, um, so a, a lot of recent tattoos, at least the tattoo artist that I followed, going back to the person, like he had colors, he, like his sleeve was like purple, but then mm-hmm. uh, there was negative space. Mm-hmm to represent stars and so i see that a lot too and i feel like that's also an illustrative work yeah i see i do i do notice that that's interesting that it would be popular all of a sudden because it's like something that you just kind of that's like a foundational thing yeah that you learn in art school no (laughs) it is art class literally it really Um, is but i think more people are like getting into it like I this wonder, is a thing I learned. Yeah, I think maybe they're drawn to, like, the simplicity of it or even the discipline of it. Because, like, I think people sit down at a paper or canvas or whatever and their instinct is to, I gotta fill in every inch of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't. And you can do interesting things with negative space. Actually, I feel like simplicity, that term in general, is super trendy right now. Sure. People oh, want to yes. make things simple. It comes simple. and goes, I feel like. Simple, like more is, no, less is more. Yes. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that that's, that's always, I think that's a very, what's the word, you know, it it, it appears in a lot of different arenas, mm-hmm. but especially art. I mean, I know Cam isn't the biggest anime fan <laughs> out there, but like, if you look it's not at that the- I don't <laughs> like it. I just didn't really watch a lot. Cam has like... only seen hentai. Cam <laughs> has only seen hentai. Oh, God. They have never actually watched a full series of anime. Yikes. Only hentai. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to own it. It's Whatever. True. What? It's fine. <laughs> anyway. And Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, using anime as a reference, so if you compare to anime like in the 70s, 80s, 90s versus like anime from 2000 and currently, the anime in the past was very detailed. Um, a lot of like usage of line and if you mm. look at, I shouldn't say line, a lot of usage of lines to make like detailed noses, eyelashes, whatever, like hair. It was just super detailed, and then if you look at anime now, it's, like, super simple, like, very, sim- like, there's not a lot of, um, it's very Is it more flat a little bit? Uh, flat, mm-hmm. yes, thank you. Mo- I'm mostly saying that because I do watch a lot of Steven Universe, and I know that it takes cues from anime, and no, it's not, you can't necessarily consider it anime, but I, I'm assuming that it, because I see a lot in that style- are you flicking me off right now? No, no, I'm tapping my nose. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm using my middle finger. I'm tapping my nose because I picked that up from a mutual friend of ours when they have a thought. When oh, I yeah, have a I thought, tap my nose. I tap yeah. my nose. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just a thing people do. Yeah. Um, actually, not just anime, American cartoons. If you mm-hmm. compare the cartoons that were in the 80s, like Thundercats. Yep. Actually, that's a that's a polarizing opinion. <laughs> not not that for me. Polarizing oh, opinion, corner. Doesn't not, matter. It doesn't have to come from you. You bring not, them up. Oh shit! <laughs> it's not my polarizing opinion, but if you, 
It's okay. So we all know Thundercats is getting a reboot, right? Yes. And it looks like Steven Universe. It looks like, <laughs> it doesn't just look like Steven Universe. It looks like a lot everyday, of- um, like current cartoons. Right. Compare the current Thundercats reboot to the Thundercats that came out in the 80s. Right. Was it the 80s? Late 70s, early Probably, 80s? yeah. Um, it's the same thing with anime and American cartoons. Like, cartoons in the 70s, 80s, 90s, super detailed. Cartoons mm-hmm. now are very simple and flat. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, all, I'm so many cartoons that came out in the 80s and early 90s, they look like coloring book pictures. Yeah. Um, with color in them. And it's very, yeah, it has its own aesthetic. Uh, not to use a word that everybody uses. Um, Hashtag aesthetic. Um, Sorry, I don't know where I was going on with this rant, but like you no, can okay. see the trends. Like I guess you can see what is trendy in mm-hmm. like the cartoon world. Yeah. I guess was what I was trying to say. Um, yeah. Interesting. That's everything we had on this initial list. Um, shall we go to a fake, fake commercial? commercial? Fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial. Well, never. Never. Fake commercial. Fake commercial. This episode is sponsored by something that mostly everyone has been at least a little bit curious about at one point in their lives. It's a certain type of toy that adults can get a lot of enjoyment from. My personal favorite version of it is rainbow colored, but you can also get it in earth tones or pastels. It's not just a normal toy, it's actually completely customizable and comes in at least three different shapes. You might find that you want them all. Now this toy is very absorbent, but maintenance is easy enough. Just squeeze the wetness out of it and give it ample time to dry before you explore its wonders all over again. Oh, and the coolest thing about it, you can use it on just about any surface. It's tiny, but powerful. If you want more information, just go to bit.ly forward slash rainbow fun 2018. That's all one word. And you might want to look into that link for real. There's something very fun waiting for you at the other end of this rainbow. So check it out. Um, okay, so we have returned from the fake commercial. Fake commercial. And, uh, so this next half we were thinking about talking a little bit more in depth about all the shit that we just talked at you about. Mm-hmm. We weren't just listing these off for no reason, these things. We do have some questions that examine the stuff a little bit deeper. Um, so, what do these trends say about society? Question, 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 question mark! Um, well, I think the, like, the fantasy trends of, um, are seeing all the unicorns and mermaids on shit being everywhere i think that is literally like a direct um response to at least in america the current climate of 
you know, obviously we yes, have Trump we in office and it's not great. We Go should ahead. talk about like, like we are in North America, not just America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we are in Trump land. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> um, Trump is the current president. 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 <laughs> Trump is the current president, unfortunately. Right. Go back and, to Cam. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, but essentially to me, I read into that as like, Let's forget that that is happening. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about unicorns and mermaids and stuff that is pretend and blah, blah, blah. But let's pretend that we are these things. And I mean, unicorns is a little bit different because I think the idea of unicorn is be unique. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's That's the, the only thing. Be unique. It's always been the thing, which is interesting because like if it's everywhere, how can it be unique? <laughs> but hey, that's, you know conformity for you <laughs> yes it is <laughs> well in the sense it is yeah i'm sure i mean it's it's cool to conform with but by being unique i don't know what i'm saying anyway um that's my first read of that kind of stuff that it literally is just like let's let's just play pretend for now mm-hmm. i mean i guess the unicorn slash mermaid theme is kind of a form of escapism mm-hmm. like we are going through such a fucking rough Turbulent political la- like year <sighs> yeah you know let's escape into like these fantasy like creatures let's be unique let's be a mermaid and just swim away from our problems yeah literally i've seen phrases like that like on t-shirts and things Mm. let's just fuck off with our problems we don't need to address them exactly (laughs) um and on one hand i can understand the like mental de-stressing that that causes but on the other hand if it goes too far it's like well we're never gonna get anything nothing's gonna progress yeah so it's not good done I mean, if you want to stretch it, like, crystals and succulents, like, that could be about, like, nature, mm. essentially. Like, what the fuck are we doing with the planet? That's true. It's interesting. It's like, I didn't even thought of it that way because it's like, yeah, let's reconnect with nature by buying all this shit that has plants on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Cactus and cacti specifically is a very southwestern aesthetic um which is evidently it's leaking into chicago um and midwest and i happen to know because i have family who's done this uh that lots of chicagoans move out to the southwest probably because of the weather probably (laughs) why my dad did it (laughs) um i mean Um, let's stretch it even further like maybe in a dystopian future the world will be so dried up that all that's (sighs) left is succulents and cacti like yeah we're just preparing for it yeah i mean i mean but it probably does play into this like every day should be a sunny day like i want everything to always be happy all the time cactus equals happy (laughs) yeah i mean so i don't know maybe that's it maybe we're reading too much into it or 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 maybe as millennials stephanie seal corner (laughs) 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 or maybe as millennials we realize we are under financial strain. We mm-hmm. are stressed because we are working probably overtime or, you know, we're working Lots two jobs. part-time jobs and we want plants, but we can't afford, like, high-maintenance plant plants. Oh, Why not with settle with a succulent, which you only need to water, like, a week? Yeah, not what only What does plants. that say about society, people? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> These limeritas are hitting us hard. We're they getting are. Deep. We are... <laughs> fucking trash right now 
that's hilarious. Um, I mean, but to that point, it's interesting because literally, like, our generation is moving away from having kids and moving away from, like, buying houses and stuff. So it's it's all about focusing on the accessible, like, what can I actually be responsible for? Yeah, I mean. I'm not we, saying that's a blanket statement, but just, yeah. Yeah, into that. we don't have the dream of, like, the house with the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids and dog yeah. and blah, 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 yada, 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 like. Now, like, most people I know of my age are just, like, I'd be happy if I can afford, like, an apartment with a with an animal. Yeah. And maybe I, succulents fall into that. According to that dream, I've made it. Yes, I've, you I've have. got a dog in an apartment. Gel is. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, hey. <laughs> I live vicariously through your, your oh, um, you dog. You come over anytime. <laughs> Cooper loves people. I do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe succulents is something commentary about how millennials can't really afford luxuries when you think about it like you know it's a low maintenance fairly cheap Mm -hmm. plant it is and it's like it's and it's also it's almost got a tinge of sadness to it because it's like this is the closest we can become to nature like we can get to nature because you know we're and this isn't i guess this is not only millennials but this anybody working people you know tend to have a lot of plants we actually don't because we will kill our plants and that's but we haven't ever had succulents yeah um but like uh yeah essentially like i need something like i want some sort of life and like nature life to take care of and i'm always working so this is the most like fair minimum thing i can afford and can take care of Mm -hmm. let me tell you a funny story oh yeah (laughs) about how uh Paul and I, Paul, my partner, and I, we received the succulent as a gift, mm-hmm. and I overwatered it because oh, no. I watered it every day. You're thinking, too hopeful. Yeah, I was too hopeful. <laughs> I was too full of hopes and dreams, oh. and I uh, overwatered the plant, and it died. <laughs> mm-hmm. wah, yeah. wah, wah. Um, let's talk about how recently trends have. A nostalgic feel to them. Nostalgia is huge. Do you want to talk about that, Cam? Since I'm clearly drunk. <laughs> I want to talk about this with my therapist. Oh, shit. Well, you can pretend, <laughs> I, you can pretend I'm your therapist right. if you want to. Um, I mean, mostly to me, this all feels like a s- sort of escapism. Getting back to those times that was more... Um, carefree. Like, carefree, innocent, you know, no worries or whatever uh essentially the 90s were you know bush and clinton era but Mm -hmm. um for a lot of it there was not as far as i can remember it wasn't super like well it wasn't as tumultuous as as it is now (laughs) at least in america again in america Um, america north america north america (laughs) um and uh essentially i think it just was a better time for a lot of people that they remember but it was also a time that technology was rapidly increasing so it's really hard to really grasp like 95 to 96 and like shit changed within a matter of you know that year uh and and so forth not just that year but over the whole decade and it's just hard to grasp it and so i think now we're kind of now that we've moved so far from it um we're romanticizing it a lot probably and And we're also dealing with a very tense 
political climate too so we have to romanticize our past yeah i think i'm assuming this is sort of the feel that people had during the cold war uh where any moment could just fucking break out and you never know um and that was not the case i think during the 90s again i was like you know ages uh like one through ten in the 90s so i don't i couldn't really speak to that Um, but again, I think that is just a time where people are sort of reverting back to it a little bit more because of the desire to get out of this current timeline that we're in. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's showing up in so much art and stuff. It's getting getting eaten up by our generation and probably Gen X folks too, because they were coming of age and older in that era and can remember more of it i would even say baby boom boomers a little bit sure. that's why i think it, it again just all at the core of escapism to get out of where we're at now i think and i was listening to a podcast that talked about nostalgia being that exactly so it doesn't seem like uh, there's nothing else that i can really point to that would make it make sense because i don't think it was particularly like doesn't seem like it's profitable on its own it has to have some core emotional thing to it to be profitable so i mean as far as i know what we have left is just our favorite art thing segment yeah why don't why don't we go into that um our favorite art thing segment related to the episode of the podcast so cam i'm gonna ask you the questions uh what is your favorite art trend and what is your least favorite art trend Mm. I think my favorite art Go. trend. Oh, oh, oh sorry. sorry, I already went. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite art trend currently is probably all the '90s nostalgia. Um, it does genuinely make me happy, but it's also kind of a, a problem because it also is like. Pff, you um, wish it was back. You were a kid uh, yeah, back in the I, '90s. Uh, yeah, I'm like there. It's a, it, like once a week. I'm searching for something at the least once a week probably more than that i'm searching for something that i remember from my childhood just to like watch it again like i'm not even kidding you i watched like two full episodes of zoom and it's not the 90s but whatever uh i was young and do you did you ever watch zoom i don't know if i remember was that on come nickelodeon on zoom. Or? come on and zoom it's pbs but related to that are you afraid of the dark yeah like those kind of things i actually recently googled that up it's yeah. like some of the episodes are on youtube and i've watched those and that's our only connection that we have like it's not like i can go out and play with my friends that i grew up with in the neighborhood anymore i have only media to connect to at this <laughs> that point would be awkward too sure especially yeah. if you've had a fallen out Falling out, and the majority of them are like really conservative. Oh, and fuck <laughs> I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm, yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't know, but like, yeah, I think that's probably some of my favorite. I, I've always been like drawn to iridescence and stuff like that, anyway, in uh, in just the general, like, ooh, shiny way, shiny, <laughs> and the thermal, like, uh, remember when in the 90s, the like sweaters and t-shirts where like if you pressed your colors. yeah they changed because of your body yeah that was big i had a visor like point. that it was cool yeah. <laughs> um how about you what's a favorite wait wait wait, wait, wait. did you oh. say your least favorite we didn't. <laughs> oh cam don't, don't i was gonna go back don't mess up the order about it huh. sorry um i don't know if i i mean i i guess i'm hmm. i mean think about color and books and tape oh yeah all the shit that la, we la, talked la, about la, 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 la. i guess Maybe the K 
cactus specifically. I like succulents, which, according to your partner, one is a succulent, one is not. I don't know anymore. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know if it was my partner that. Let me Somebody clarify because I don't want Paul to seem dumb. Oh no no um, no! That's someone, smart. Someone told I'm me dumb. that succulents are cactus, but not all cactus are succulent. Sure. But anyway, go on. I don't love cactus. Um, Why not? <sighs> Too prickly. Just very prickly. They're pricks. Um, <laughs> I have family in Arizona, and I remember that it was actually kind of a joke where my cousin really desperately wanted to see a cactus when we were doing a road trip out there. We saw one, and then we saw eight million, and then immediately got sick of them. And like, because it is kind of novel, novel to uh, people in the Midwest. We obviously don't have cactus out yes, here. Yes, that's very true. Um, or su- like big succulents. I remember my trip to San Diego. It's mm-hmm. like they're everywhere. Yeah, it's like it's a thing. Uh, but also I just, um, I can't imagine living anywhere that isn't green. <laughs> like not, not yeah. green in the sense of, you know, eco, whatever, but like literally green. Like there's, uh, like we have a lawn and, um. <laughs> Someone was mowing your lawn today. Yeah. People mow lawns. Uh, I love the smell. Like sensory, like wise, it's very important to me that like. I am where I am. I like seasons. I don't like the idea of every day being the same because I think I'd want to just like scream. Um, (laughs) There's enough of my life that's already like the same all the time. So I can't have that be my weather. I feel tight and trapped. Um, And so I I associate all this shit with cactus. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's like kind of a thing for me. I'm like, I'm not super into it. aesthetically i guess they're kind of neat i don't know they all look the same to me i don't know i need somebody to teach me cool cactus facts for me to be like into i it. like cactus that's actually, good so that maybe i will be that person oh good yes you should teach me <laughs> teach me <laughs> your ways teach you the ways of the cactus <laughs> how about you what are your favorite trends what are your least favorite trends i think my we most favorite about. trend is mermaids because of course <laughs> i could have told you that. <laughs> Because I like to believe that I am a mermaid, but yeah. no, really, like, I'm really obsessed with marine biology mm-hmm. and octopus and squids and cephalopods, ceph- cephalopods, cephalopods, that's why I always joke that my name is cephalopod. It's so cute. Um, so mermaids, like, mermaids being on trend has just made it super accessible for me to have things that have mermaids or, like... Mm-hmm you know, marine biology things on, like, pencil cases and shit like that. (laughs) So, like, I like that trend a lot. I like, I don't like the way I draw mermaids for some reason, (laughs) but I like the way other people do. So, like, I like that trend a lot. Hmm. Keep going with that trend. I know it's slowly dying off. They all do. They all do. That's how it goes. It's trends. (laughs) They're not permanent. As for my least favorite, um... I think it would be a toss-up between Zentangle and Color in Books. Oh, interesting. Um, because Zentangle is, like, technically doodling. Like, that right. shouldn't have even been... I don't know. In my mind, it shouldn't have even been a trend. Is that a polarizing opinion? I don't know. Um, I just feel like why pretend doodling is something else than what it is why do we have to call it zentangle you're fucking doodling that's what you are doing (laughs) and then with coloring books too like my mom i remember my mom asked me like why don't you like coloring and coloring books it's like because i make artwork and that's (laughs) fucking relaxing yeah yeah yeah. that it's interesting i can see that and that's probably also um 
touches on what I had mentioned about the concerns that I'd had about people thinking it's art or whatever. I guess I said Cam was worried. I guess maybe Cam, like, I meant to say Cam was frustrated with the sure. idea. Not really both. worried. I think both. Mostly because I didn't want it to take off in, in such a way that, like, would, um, like, would make, like, people's original art devalued. That yeah. would be very upsetting to me. No, I get that. Um, but, yes, I can totally see that, like, as somebody who makes original art and finds pleasure and joy in that yeah like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit down and color i mean i'm not gonna color I someone else if i'm sitting with work. kids maybe <laughs> it seems weird to do that but, but i guess coloring books in my opinion as someone who makes their own art was like i get it why people like it for sure. mental health reasons or, or x y and z unwind yeah Who cares? um but as someone who makes their own art i'm just like i don't need to color you've already established art. something to do yeah. you don't need a coloring book essentially it's cool if people who don't do this normally need it and that's totally fine it's just like don't come at me yeah <laughs> when so i'm I not guess, doing it <laughs> i guess coloring it's it's like i can't figure out which one i don't like more more <laughs> more i can't figure out which one i don't like more is is Between it zentangle or is it coloring books but it's like those two i'm just like eh. <laughs> i think this about sums up some sums up our thought of trend in yeah art. i've noticed in our past our uh, trends in our past episodes, we're not super energetic at the end, so we should do the most energetic, exciting goodbye Ooh, okay. ever. Okay, all right, all right, I don't all know right, what it's right. going to be. Well, let, let, let me go back. I guess this ends up, this wraps up, I guess this wraps up <laughs> our... <laughs> let me start again. Yes. Okay, I guess this wraps up our uh, art trends. Art what, trends? Art trends topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Cam, do you want to start off that goodbye? Sure. <laughs> I mean, you suggested it. Oh, God. Good. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you for listening to <laughs> us. Until next episode. We'll see you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Before we go, we just want to say a few things and give credit to Jonathan Stutz for providing us with their amazing music throughout this podcast. Our intro slash outro music is a song called Rushing, which you can get off of their album, Sins One, on Bandcamp. So go to stutzmusic.bandcamp.com to download that. That's S-T-U-T-Z music.bandcamp.com. Also feel free to write to us at drunkartchatpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter at drunkartchat as well as Instagram uh, by the same name. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by following us on SoundCloud at Drunk Our Chat. Yeah, and I'm Cameron Penmon. I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this has been Drunk, Drunk Our, Our Chat. Chat.